0: Welcome Traveller, you have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from Beyond the Dice. Beyond the Dice is a
1: Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk city called New Etika. I'm your Dungeon Master Luke and your players are...
2: Ben and I play Kortain the level 5 human fighter.
3: Jeff I play Gage a level 5 human
4: wizard. Peter, I'm playing Spigs. He's a level 5 Dwarf Artificer.
5: My name is Travis and I play Little Moss and he's a level 5 half orc Monk.
0: Ooh, very good.
1: Alright, can I get all of you gentlemen to roll a d20 for me? And whoever gets the lowest roll without any modifiers tells us what happens previously. Or what happened previously, I should say.
2: I got a 1, D.
1: Get <laughs> got a one doesn't, That cancels everyone's out And you have to three count the tail
5: Even if I rolled a one after that Did you? No
1: <laughs> I'm the cool.
2: If there was multiple ones You then have a roll off Well I didn't roll so Yeah you Okay so Anyone else get a one?
4: Negative right.
5: You guys
2: are all too good at
5: rolling
3: my, my, my interface changed
4: Oh no 19
5: Hey 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 Ben Yeah I rolled a two. Dang you! <laughs> I yes. need to include a question: If yeah. someone
4: gets a twenty and someone gets a one, what happens? Um, the powers combine. You can't
1: divide by zero. Ah, uh,
4: uh, podcast explodes. I get yep. it. Yeah, we shut down. <laughs>
1: no, uh, I don't know what would happen. We we'll just have to find out. And whatever, however I feel on the night, I guess that's what will happen. <laughs> okay, Ben, what happened previously?
2: So previously we were still trying to um, trying to rescue Thundergunk from the from the bookie place, and Correct. it took the guys a while to catch up to Cortain because they were running down the corridor while Cortain was 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 killing killing dudes. They threatened to kill the hostages if I didn't stop, but hostages didn't really mean anything to me, so I kept going. Um, <laughs> So that, you know, joke's on them. Um, then, I believe there was some kind of cold, zone of cold that was cast. Um, Gage ran through, started fighting dudes, Little Moss came into the room and had some kind of epileptic fit in the ground. Um, he was trying to, you know, move, maneuver himself around the people, but he ended up just trying to punch a snowflake and then rolling on the ground. Um, and then then we we basically killed the bad guys the main wizard dude he he teleported away like a bit of a coward Um, and then Gage got in the way of Cortain enacting justice upon a member of the Edict of Ire and got himself down
1: and that's where where we left it that is where we left it and that my friends is where we are going to commence this session. So, this is still in the bookies Mm. in Darkhaven. Now, we're in this small room and half of the lights are broken. The other half are dull and flickering. And every surface in the room is covered in a thin layer of frost from this zone of cold that hit from the... um, The hobgoblin technomage that was in the room. Now bodies litter the floor. Both civilians and syndicate criminals. Spigs and Little Moss stand next to the dead. Thundergunk, surprised, looking at the scene in front of him on his knees, his glasses slightly askew. Cortain stands there, unmoving in his heavy armour. His shield and his bastard sword glowing in his hand. We see Brax, the operative from the Edict of Hire. He is kneeling, holding his jacket over the wound, and blood is slowly pooling beneath Gage. Gage shudders, arching his back, and his hands begin to twitch and shake in his convulsing. Then suddenly his hands flick. They're still in a death grip. The veins on his neck and his forehead pop out like that of a bodybuilder's arms when they're pumping weight. There's an eerie silence, and then a pulse of magical force bursts out of Gage. And I would like everybody to make a dexterity saving throw, please.
2: Oh no, 16, not that bad, 14 for cordain
5: uh, same for moss spigs
4: 13
1: you all fail uh and take 7 force damage and four psychic damage oh as this just you see this field of energy it's almost invisible just emanates out of gauge pushing you all back five squares hitting into you and you and you feel obviously this shattering force hit you like you know, you being basically you running into a brick wall, and then it ripples up into your head, and you just hear a squeal of feedback like a high pitched squeal. We see this scene from above as the camera slowly zooms out. Gage is laying there, and the dim lights of the bookies become warm yellow lights. The dark jacket covering him turns white and the scene fades from a dark room at the bookies into a bright, warm bedroom. Gage is amongst white sheets. The amber sunlight pokes through the thin curtains. It's warm this time of year. Gage, you feel someone with a gentle touch softly nudge your shoulder and you open your eyes. Bethany is sitting on the side of the bed, and she has on your favourite blue and white checkered dress. Mal, it's almost 10am. You can't sleep all day. John's coming over, remember? The barbecue? I have the kids cleaning the yard. Sometimes I forget how much stuff they have. She kisses you on the forehead and leaves. The door is open, and you can see right into the living room. As you begin getting the things you need for your barbecue... You're looking out at the palm trees and you can hear the ocean. You're drawn away from your distraction when you notice Beth coming out into the small backyard of your house. She hangs her arms around you, looking into your eyes and she says, I think it's really nice that you've been doing everything you can to make John feel like family.
3: Oh, we just gotta do it, you know. He lost Marie, he's my partner and my friend.
1: She kisses you again you pause away as your phone
3: rings you open up the communicator in your AR and you see it's John hey John uh, you gotta give those beers some time to cool. what's up?
1: hey Mel sorry I'm gonna have to get a rain check on the barbecue tell Beth i was sorry Oh, well, we got another one a patrol off someone to check this girl who got caught selling shade when he got to her place he found her there like the others now it's only been a few hours. I need you down here to cross-reff the area. I'll see you soon. Okay, buddy.
3: You could see like the the frustration in Gage's eyes. How, like, what he's got to do and the calculations he's making in his head and the sacrifices and all everything about the job that Beth could see in his eyes straight away as well. Um, i got to go, Beth. She's looking at you and she sees your face change as John
1: breaks her news to you. And she just quietly mouths the words, It's okay, let's go. And she hugs you. And you make your way to your car, quickly moving down the side of your house, pushing open the gate to your front yard. Your car is in the driveway and you climb in. And just as you put on your seatbelt, you look up and you see your kids watching from the window on the top level, smiling,
3: waving at you. Um, Gage like puts his puts his trigger puts his um his hand forward and makes like a little pew, <laughs> and then at them and then drives away.
1: Your um your son. He puts yeah. his hands up in the air like a criminal might do when he is called by the police and then he just jumps backwards. And uh, then they both rush to the window window, and uh, continue to laugh. And you press the ignition, and the car rumbles to life. You also flick the siren key on your display, and the red and blue signal lights initiate from the front of your car. You reverse out of your driveway. The white convertible, of Collis Corvette, tears up the road as you put the pedal to the floor. You race out of your street, and you see the palm trees. And the beach pass by in a blur. You cross over Cyan Bridge, your home in the rearview mirror. You speed into the city, and it's so different from the estate you live in. The city is a cluster of buildings, towers, spiralling highways and bright lights. After racing through cramped streets and narrow alleyways, you arrive at the location that John sent you. The AR Looks great in your new ocular implants. You meet a patrol officer outside the building. Detective Gage, uh, this way. Detective Bishop is waiting for you. Uh, no one's been in since we got the call. Room fourteen oh four. Man, it ain't pretty. Up this way. Up this way. You enter the lobby. The the patrol officer's with you. Hey, guess what? And he nods towards the elevator and you see the elevator. It's covered in tape and some words scrawled on the aluminum in black marker, which reads, broken, not being repaired anytime soon. (laughs) He um, then sort of motions for the stairs and shrugs, makes his way back outside. You make your way up this ghetto building. The paint in the hallways look as if it's trying to squirm its way away from the vile building. As you pass apartments, you hear the sounds of crying babies, TVs blaring, dogs barking, and people yelling. As you climb the stairs to level 14, a young half-orc man opens a door, looking at you as you pass. This floor is quiet. Various people are lurking at their doors to learn or hear anything they can about what has become of their neighbour. And you take out your data plate and click it to your right temple. And it connects to your ocular implants. It boots up. Diagnostics run across your AR slightly as you enter room 1404. John is there. You see coffee table, couch, TV, small kitchen, closet. Straight away, you notice some small bloodstains, splatters from the door all the way to the bedroom
3: while gage is looking at the scene um he grabs he grabs john by like like the hand and then puts his other hand over the top and shakes his hand shakes her hands together like, all right john tell me what we've got all right
1: it seems that the perp uh, booted in the door and then you both move over towards the door you see that um a little chain that connects the door um and the wall that, that locks it is ripped out of the side of the wall. Mm-hmm. You see that the, where the handle, oh, sorry, yeah, where the doorknob and the lock is there, um, has basically cracked and buckled, smashed through the, through the, um, the doorway. Um, so it looks like it's being kicked inwards. You see on the door that's open, the front door, there's a, um, an impact, um, and the door itself has sort of bent.
3: Yeah. Looks like he's, uh,
1: worked almost immediately. The blood bloodspot is here, as you can see. They lead to the
3: bedroom where she is. That's all I got so far. I've not wanted to enter until you got here. And
1: just remember that the way that detectives work in your city is that there is the analytical one the one that looks all the evidence that pieces yep. it together and then there's the one who is basically the brawn the okay. one that is there to tackle the criminal to arrest them to, to fight if needed happens quite often in your city because crime is always not out of control but it's always pretty extreme um, and you are the analytical one mm-hmm. john bishop is the
3: brawn. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we walk and uh, look at the body and try and like piece together like what we know, we know it's connected. So what are, what are the telltale signs of its connection?
1: All right. In the bedroom, as you walk in, you follow the little stains into the room. The sliding doors to the bedroom are open and you see her, the shade dealer. She is upside down, hanging from her feet from the roof and the ropes have been knotted around a large spike that has been hammered into the roof. Now her bottom jaw has been removed and like all the others, it has been stapled into her head like a rotten crown. Her tongue has been removed. As you look over the body, you notice it's in one of her hands. This guy who does this, he thinks himself some sort of artist. Her stomach has been slashed and her intestines are wrapped around her wrists and waist so that her arms rest at a 45 degree angle to her body. And her eyes. They're gone. He keeps them. Strange symbols are painted on her face and her arms and her stomach in white ink. This is probably where I'll get you to roll and investigate. 14. All right. Um you notice that the slashes were done with um, like a a smaller sized knife. They weren't done with um, a cleaver or a short sword, a long sword or anything like that. It was done with, you know, a dagger of sorts.
3: but not precise
1: enough for a scalpel. No, not precise enough for a scalpel. Yeah. A lot of the other victims, that have shown up like this, the, um, the, the wounds have been, um, a little more precise. It's like, was he rushing this one? Is he getting tired? You're not quite sure, but these, the wounds here don't look as well done. Um, you also notice as you're looking around, you notice something under the bed, you see this little white, not shiny thing, but you see, yeah, you see this, this light colored thing out of the corner of your eye as you're looking over the body under slightly underneath the bed. There's heaps of clothes and shoes and random shit
3: sort of just pushed under there. Mm-hmm. You want to pull it out? Uh, you want to first before doing it, uh, just doing like a 3d scan of the room to like save everything. In before I start changing the scene ah uh, cool perfect yeah. and then um, is there also anything else anything else worth noticing before doing that like uh, just from the scan or is that part of the investigation should I do a perception as well um, yeah actually roll, roll perception 18
1: as you take the scan of the room and you look down you see that white thing mm-hmm. you notice near the white thing there's a slight print in the floor, on the carpet, it was hard to see there because the, the carton carpet has a, the carpet has a pattern. But as you look down, you see it might be some sort of boot print. And so you outline that, and you you scan that, and you save that, yeah. And you follow it as your AR lights up over the remnants of this boot print as you're noticing it, heading towards the small ensuite. You enter the ensuite. It looks normal, although you see in the waste bin there is a small tower it has the remnants of blood on it and as you peer into the waste bin you see that there is also a bar of soap white bar of soap that is covered in a gluggy brown the sink
3: is completely clean nice thing to clean up we think we could take this in with us and get and scans it as well where it is is there anyone, is there like on-site anyone that can do like higher level scanning for or for like, like a, uh, what's it called? Like a, um, a team that comes in, like as part of the investigation and just, um, and just see what the, the brown glowy stuff is. That would be you, sir. You have a oh,
1: connection okay. to like the police databases. You just need to piece it together. Okay. Did you want to just quickly roll another investigate check as you sort of yeah. packed this stuff up? Like, you would you would have those little sort of Ziploc bags and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. You would have already put on gloves. You start to pack that away. Yeah. Just roll another investigate for me.
3: 24. 24? Yeah. Okay.
1: You notice on the side of the basin, there is a smudged bit of blood. And in that, you um, get a fragment of a fingerprint. Ooh in blood. Nice. You scan that. You save it along with the blueprint. Mm-hmm. You collect everything. John takes it and puts it in the sort of military equipment cases. There's the sort of black ones, the heavy-duty ones. Places it in there. He walks over and points down towards the white thing and he pulls out his pistol and he says to you, "It seems pretty messy in here." You suspect that he suspects there might be somebody hiding under the bed because there's so much shit just pushed under there. Okay. Um, as he walked around to collect the
3: stuff, he noticed <laughs> the, the, the the white thing poking out. Gage um, crouches down and looks under the bed to the white thing.
1: All right. You see like shoeboxes and containers and knives and forks and old food wrappers and stuff like that. There's no one under there. As you move some clothes, you see that the white thing is the end of a knife. Oh, cool. The knife is still bloody and he usually leaves them around somewhere.
3: Oh, okay. Not so cool. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Whether it's his calling sign or he's just like, I don't need this anymore. You're not quite sure, but he always leaves them behind. He's used all different types of weapons so far. Although the last victim, it was a similar knife. Its handle is bone. It's very simple. It's got a slightly curved blade. And this time the knife has some symbols carved in it, etched in it. Symbols very similar to the ones that are on the body. And they weren't on the last knife. The handle, if... It is all like the forensic report that returned for the previous knife
3: is made out of human bone. Gage like groans in disgust and then he says, he, he puts it in another bag, um, all right, we've got all the direct stuff we need to, we need to hear. L- let's cut her down and um, he gives like, he gives John like another suit. Like like a thing, just like a bag, <laughs> just for it to put on. Like you have like ponchos, and he gives him like a poncho thing, and then like gets up and and John holds her while he cuts the ropes. Gets and they pull her off the spike. Was it ropes to a spike?
1: Yeah, the 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 ropes are spiked into the roof.
3: Yeah, and then and then they gently lay her down on the bed, and um, like closes her eyes and puts a blanket over her as well. John walks around. And
1: he's just like, you can see it in his body language. He's angry. This is like the seventh person that you found like this. And he turns to you and he's like, how many more, how many more are we gonna find like this? You just have one more look, look around, see what you need to see. I'll, um, I'll call the meds and they can come up and collect this body if you think it's fine to move her. Yeah, it's fine. And he sort of walks out to towards the front door Do you want to look at anything else while you're here? Do you want to examine anything?
3: As he's walking out, he goes, John! John! Yeah? We'll get him. We always get him. Yeah.
1: This one's different, I think.
3: Well, we got the knife. Like, just check around. Um, see if there's anything else that looks like there's a fight or a a struggle. Like, any more fingerprints or anything like that. Like, marks against the walls. Um... Does it look like, I guess she was a bit off her face when he came in, when he busted in. Was there a struggle? Um, You can do a few things. You can,
1: I would say, roll um, investigation with advantage because you got so high on the perception check before. Mm -hmm. And you noticed something. I'll get you to roll
3: that again. (laughs) So I got, I rolled twice on the second roll. I got a crit.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. You notice indentations in the carpet. They are another set of boots that are bigger than the ones over the other side of the bed that lead towards the bathroom. There might've been two people here. You also look over the knife while it's in its bag and you notice the tiniest little thing poking out between the blade and the bone handle it looks like a follicle of a hair oh wow you open it back up you pull out the little hair and you scan it it's like covered in blood and that sort of thing and it's running through the through the database to see if you can find any dna match
3: along with the fingerprint And the fingerprint.
1: Yeah. Cool. Scanning as well. Yep. Okay. Nice. Guess what I just rolled for the database to um, spit out some info. I rolled a crit. Oh, nice. Okay. So you get back a a positive match on the DNA from the follicle. uh, And it seems it half matches with the blood on the side of the basin. Um, it is a half elf who has been in trouble with the law a few times. He's, it's usually gang related stuff or supplying to gangs. He sell, usually sells, um, firearms and knives and basically just weapons to, to sort of younger gangs in the streets. Um, he's been arrested for that, but he's never been arrested for any Actual violent stuff mm-hmm. um, But that is his hair follicle And that seems to be A fragment of his fingerprint And the basin You then get a full Scan of him He's got flicked back hair And a goatee Quite skinny Smaller frame Guy um, And his boot size Would fit the one that leads To the small ensuite, but it would not fit the description of the boot that, um, is indented in the carpet that leads towards the bed. And so you head over and you follow that back towards the door. Um, and you see some smaller indents, like just where the carpet's been pressed down a little bit. Um, there's no marking or anything like that. Um, but you all, you do notice that On the little... Metal strip... That gum... That sort of... What do you call it? That... Separates... The floorboards of the hall... Outside of the apartment... And the carpet inside of the apartment... Apartment... You notice that there is a slight boot print on there... And there is some sort of... Dust or dirt or whatever... And you collect that... Mm -hmm. And um... You basically send that... In. We'll put in... Click, click a little dust on a swab and you put it in there. That... You're going to have to wait to come back f- to give you any information of what sort of dust it is, where it's from, all that sort of
3: stuff. So, the guy... So, we, we looked him up. So, what was the the elf's name again?
1: I do not um, read it out. No. Uh, but it is... Uh, Frederick... Carusa.
3: Okay, it's Frederickaro is Dark Elf. Click back. Half half elf. Half Elf. Elf. Half Elf. Yep. Half Dark Elf or half elf? No, just half half elf. Sorry. I just pigeonholing him as being evil. (laughs) Um. So is he like oh so he's more a Small-time guy or is a big-time guy with like corporates or nah small guy. Small, small. Guy.
1: yeah. The only crimes they've really done is supplying weapons to like small-time gangs.
3: Yep. He could have been the guy that. He could have been the guy that supplied the knife, but then not really because his fingerprints on the on the basin. Okay.
1: Um... John walks in. And he says, Gage I you know that
3: face. Did you find something? What have we got? What do we got?"
1: <laughs> he's smiling now.
3: Yeah, Gage, Gage smiles as well. We might have something. We've got a match on this, on uh, on this hair, and on the fingerprint on the basin. Um, looks like we need to go to work. He pokes his head
1: out and he's like, "Get in here!" And all these um, sort of like uh, forensic cleanup crew. Meds he calls them um, they come in and they start to um, they th- also scan the room with with some uh with the ocular implants and some other devices um and he's like, where are we going?
3: want right. want to do a little bit of an investigation um like let's not rush into this we need to find out if it's right, but on Frederick uh, Cuso Carusa hmm never heard of him let's uh let's go pay him a visit wait wait wait. i don't think we should do we want to let him know that he's onto us yet i think we might need to follow him a little bit before we let him off like (sighs) let let, before we let him know he's onto we're onto him all right all right let's do this your way but as soon as shit goes down we're doing it my way all right
1: (sighs) all right okay you both climb down this apartment building you get down to the bottom floor he gets in his uh car you get in yours and he sends you some information he's found the usual dealing place for frederick and his home
3: and he says which one do you want to go to should we split up should we go together no we should go together Let's um let's go to his usual dealing place. It makes a lot more sense. Like the two cops would be investigating just investigating anything wherever there's deals going down.
1: Alright. And you drive over there. It's um nearby the docks in your city. Yep. And you you speed over there, both of you. Um he parks his car and he says, "Hey, come by. Swing, pick me. Swing by and pick me up. Um, I think we should go in the same car. There's no point in us driving two around."
3: Yep. Yeah, we take the same car. So
1: he gets in yours. Yep. And you drive over to this old, like, cafe, basically. So amongst all of these warehouses and industrial buildings that are on the docks. And this place is all run down And Looks like It hasn't been visited for Years You see A light on Inside All the windows have sort of been Boarded up with Steel plate Did you want to enter From the
3: front Did you want to enter from So what's What time
1: was it It is uh, It's like still I'd say maybe midday now
3: okay and, and what's the actual place like is it a f- sorry what's
1: the actual building it's like an old you know like down in industrial areas how they have those small cafes or tuck shop sort of things oh yeah, yeah. it's like one of those an old one of those
3: it's been all boarded up oh, oh okay so it's all closed now so we don't yeah. have a good reason to just be walking around um hmm. we can't just we can't just walk in like let's just Let's just stay here for a little bit and see if anything suspicious goes on.
5: Because we're right.
3: in a marked car, right? We're not in a...
5: Yeah, you're
1: in an unmarked car. Yep, yep, yep. And you wait, you wait a little while and let's see. You don't see anything from where you are in the car.
3: Is John getting antsy? Yeah.
1: Look, we've been waiting, it's been half an hour, the lights still aren't in there,
3: I reckon we go in. We can't just, we can't just go in, like, it could be him, it could be someone else completely different, like, we know this is where he's hung out in the past, but there's nothing to determine, alright, let's, let's see if we can, Gage, try and this is our
1: city, this is ours people doing fucked up shit like this here. uh Uh-uh. Doesn't go past me. I'm gonna stop him, Gage. And if I have to go in there and bust a couple heads of some... Straight trash that are selling weapons to kids. I'm gonna do it.
3: Let's see. Let's see if we can go around and just be a little bit quiet about it.
1: Alright, fine. But just... Just because... When this is all done, you owe me a fucking barbecue. Alright? Alright. I want a steak, a big steak. Let's go. He gets out of the car, closes the door.
3: Uh, Walks towards the building. Yeah. Can I do perception? Or we've been also watching this house for like half an hour.
1: Yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you really need to. You like you've driven you've driven around the block and you've noticed that in a small alleyway behind it, where it backs onto one of the warehouses, there is um, like a back door near some um, trash cans. Uh, but then there is the the front one as well. Okay. Uh, it seems like the only way out is one of those doors.
3: Yes. All right. All right, John. You go around the back, just in case someone does a runner. There'd be side. There's a lot of side windows that are bolted, so they won't be able to do anything there. And uh Yeah, just I'll go say hello.
1: Alright. And you see him creep around
3: the side of the building. You go up to the front door? Yep. Cool. What do you do? You knock? knock yeah, knock knock on the door. Just uh I do have a weapon, right? <laughs> just in case. Yeah, yeah okay.
1: you've got it you've got like a gun and usually um police detectives will carry uh, like a mace
3: yeah, Gage kind of, like, walks up and does, like, a tap with the back of his knuckles on the door. Nothing too threatening.
1: Alright, you hear inside, like,
3: <gasps> uh, who's, who's there? Look, Detective Gage, we had some issues in the area. I just wanted to have a quick chat with you guys. Uh, We're not open for business. We're not open. Yeah, that's okay. Like, just, I just got a couple short questions for you, uh, and then we'll be fine.
1: Shit, 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 shit. You just hear him say, "Uh,
3: okay, I'm gonna open the door."
1: And you hear like a little clicking of a latch, and the door slowly opens. You see this half elf with sort of greasy, slick back hair and a uh, a goatee. He's got like a scar on his forehead, wearing like a black hoodie, jeans, some boots. You notice that his hands have cuffs on them.
3: Okay. Uh, is this is this
1: our guy? This is the guy that you were looking for, yeah. Yeah,
3: okay. Because uh He looks down at your pistol yeah. and he's like, Whoa whoa whoa! that's okay. I'm putting this away. Just it was just in case. No, I actually I didn't have my pistol out. I just okay. was just checking if it's there. Um like um Oh, it's like Frederick. Good seeing you here. How do you know my name? Hey, we've been looking into some different things in the area and your name came up. I was just wondering what you were doing last night. Um, I was here. You got anyone to corroborate that story? Mm, nope. Nope. Oh. Just me. Just you? Well, I wonder if you come down to the department with us and answer a few questions. Um, I've got a busy day ahead of me, but I guess I can. Okay, that's good. We're not really charging you with anything right now. Um, we'll just, we just need you to come down for a little bit.
1: Uh, it'll be a 16 versus your AC. Yeah, that hits. All right. He, like, shoulder charges you, slamming you into your um, your chest, pushing you backwards. Um, can you roll a dex saving throw for me? Mm-hmm. 11. All right. You, you you basically you fall prone. You fall over. Mm-hmm. He hits you that hard. And he begins to run. As you're knocked over, um, you hear John say, Is everything okay? Across your communication.
3: No, he's running.
1: You hear a smash, footsteps, and it's within seconds. John has kicked down that back door and run through this small little tuck shop. And he's chasing the perp out. And he says, you get the car, I want you to, to head around the other side of these warehouses try and catch him off.
3: Keep your AR feed going. And then Gage like, gets up and runs to the car. Alright,
1: you see in the, like, sort of like a, a bird's eye view GPS view that he's tagged uh, this Carusa, And he's chasing him down these little alleyways and through this warehouse. You get in the car and you sort of speed around the side. To try and head him off, and then you see them stop in the warehouse, in one of the warehouses, and you get out and pistol drawn. Um, you make your way into this warehouse where these two are stopped on the GPS, and you see them in the warehouse, and John's laying into him. He throws him into these big metal barrels, and then runs over and stomps on his chest. And then picks him up and punches him in the face and you hear john yelling
0: who else was there there were two of you
1: and the guy's still got his cuffs on and he's like no 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 he took me there he took me there to show show me what my handiwork would be doing i didn't want any of it and john punches him in the face and then stomps on his leg breaking his like his shin bone and he's like you're gonna tell me who he is who he is now or you're not gonna leave this place you're going to die in this shitty warehouse, on this shitty floor. And you just make it over in time mm-hmm. before um, John pulls out his short sword and he presses the guy to the ground with, like, by his throat and has the short sword right at his eyes. And he says, you're going to tell me now.
3: John, John, what are you doing? You're going to kill him.
1: He was there. He knows who it is.
3: If you kill him, we won't have anything.
1: All right. I won't kill him. But I'll just take him out piece by piece until he tells us where this guy is and who this guy is. This Carusa's not leaving here alive until he tells me. Gage, I've had enough of this. Malcolm, listen to me. I've
3: had enough of this. Calm down, buddy. Calm down. What's what's it
1: what's the other guy doing? Is he just crying on the floor? <laughs> yeah, he's just whimpering. And you hear him saying stuff like He just took me there! I didn't I didn't want any of it. He, He just wanted me to show me what my knife would be doing. He asked, he brought me, he brought me a bone and he, he said,
3: make a knife. Uh,
1: uh. And he's just like whimpering and cowering and crying. And John like yells, shut up. And he punches him in the, in the face again.
3: John, what are you doing? He's telling us what we're supposed to find out.
1: i grab his shoulder. And you like, you pull John's shoulder and he like, he stabs the short sword, like into the guy's leg, pushes you. And he says, been doing this side of things for a while now you look at all your data all your evidence and you piece things together and we put bad guys away but sometimes bad guys like this and like the guy we're chasing they don't need to be put away they need to be put down because you know what's gonna happen we get the information from this guy yeah he'll be an accessory to the crimes to the mutilations and he'll go away in a prison cell and he'll be sitting there and he'll get fed Three or four times a day, he'll get a dive helmet and he can spend the rest of his life wherever he wants, on a tropical island, live a life of luxury in VR. But you know what we have to do? We have to chase pieces of shit like this all over the city. And if I have to put a hole or a slash in one or two of these pieces of shit to put them away forever, where they don't get any respite, where they go directly to one of the nine hells, then I'll do it, Gage. I'm done with these people. And he just turns away and um, pulls the short sword free of the uh, of Carusa's leg. And he says, look, looking down at Carusa, he says, You gotta tell me who he is
3: and where he is. His, his leg's like broken, right? Like smashing? in? Carusa, yeah. Yeah, Carusa, okay. John, you need to get off him now. And you grab him by
1: like the back of his top and he like swings and like hits you with his elbow and he says, Malcolm, back off. And then you go to grab the blade out of his hand. Can I get you to make a, uh, a dex, a dex check?
3: For <laughs> This is what we do, John. It's, if, if we do this, you're gonna get this one guy and then you're going down for good as well. And you'll be in VR right next to the rest of these shitheads. For killing me here, after he tells us everything, nobody will know.
1: And he tries to push away. And um you both struggle with this blade and now this blade comes down and it slashes you like across the across the peck, across the shoulder slightly, and you stumble back bleeding and you're looking at your partner, your best friend, as he's just cut you, and then everything just goes black. Your ears adjust and your head adjusts from this this force explosion, you see Gage laying still, and then you see him begin to shake again.
2: Cortain is knocked unconscious.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shit! (laughs) Cortain is standing there, looking down at what's just happened. He's attacked his fellow mercenary, his teammate, and he presses the button on his helmet. It all moves away from his head. Then this shockwave pushes him backwards, and he slams his head against one of the partitions in this room falling down unconscious. And Brax looks towards Little Moss Spigs Thundergunk, and he says, Let me take him to a medical facility.
0: He will get immediate medical treatment. I've I've got contracts. I don't know what type of life cover this guy has, but from the research that we did on him, he isn't from New Etica, so he probably doesn't have any cover. I can save him.
1: And then another ripple, shockwaves out of gauge as he arcs his back again and his body convulses all of his veins tense up again over his neck and his head and another shockwave comes out pushing you all down this time not as bad you guys take uh three force damage no psychic damage this time brax looks at you again spigs what what was that He sees Cortain on the ground, he looks up and he says...
0: There's a medical facility nearby... Uh, Well, not really nearby, but... Fairly close... Within... 30 minutes... We can get him there... We can get him there now... You're gonna have to... You're gonna have to help him...
1: What do you want to do?
4: What's... what's... what's going on? What's... What's happening to him? Can we even can we even touch him? It
0: seems that whatever magic this this guy has, it's leaking from him. I've seen something like this a long time ago, but if we don't get him help soon, it'll kill him.
4: Do, do we need like special gloves or something to to touch him? Like I don't, I don't want to get like you know, radiation poisoning or magic magic death. I don't know,
0: but we need to leave soon.
4: Alright, screw it. I've got my metal hand. So Spiggs goes and tries and picks him up. Brax,
1: like, stands and one arm around, pulls Gage up. You come along, you pick him up as well. What's Little Moss doing?
5: Um, I would like to assist.
1: All right. You you basically see that these two guys have Gage under control, um, like, picking, holding him up. Every now and then, there's this... He shudders and convulses, and his hands just turn into this, like intense grip-like shape and then another shockwave pushes out um they seem to be erratic sometimes they're really strong sometimes the shockwaves are quite weak and just knock you about a bit um you see thunder gunk there he straightens his glasses and he runs over to cortain and he's like what the hell man what the just does he do this shit all the time cut you guys down what the fuck and he's like scratching his hair and he's like what do we do with him this Massive suit? We can't pick him up.
4: (laughs) Who's who's there? Little moss. I'm unconscious. I'll pick him
1: up.
5: Also unconscious. I must be able to lift him. Come on.
1: Alright, roll the strength check.
5: 17.
1: Nope. You cannot lift him.
5: Oh, come on.
1: He's he's in a massive armoured suit. Like, bigger than Iron Man.
5: Oh, okay. Um... can I try and
3: wait? Wait, bigger than bigger than Hulkbuster Iron Man or normal no. Iron Man? <laughs> normal okay. Iron Man, not okay. Hulkbuster. Thank you. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, helps, that helps. me.
5: <laughs> can I try and revive Cortain and get him to help me, or is he?
1: Yeah, you you can you can definitely try that. You can roll a um, like a healing check to stabilize him. Um, you can look over his person, um, see if he's got anything there. Yeah. Can I
5: slap him too?
1: You can definitely do so. Roll a... Um, roll a... Yeah, just roll a healing check or a medicine check, whichever it's called in 5th edition. Okay.
5: Um, 17.
1: 17? All right. Cortain, you are stabilized. Okay. Roll now, a, can I slap
5: him to wake him up?
1: Roll a 1d4 for me.
5: If I if I send him backwards, I'm not going to be happy. Oh, no, this. no. Um, Cortain, roll a 1d4. Three. Oh. All right,
1: you—it'll be three hours until you wake up, unless they use a stim or some shit on you. Yeah. Spigs and Brax, do you, well Spigs, do you make your way in a certain direction?
4: Uh, which way is this this hospital?
0: Well, we've uh, we've got to get out of here. What the, I think you called him a bonehead. What the bonehead mage said is that there's a big robot like some sort of death robot outside at the back so we probably shouldn't go that way um did you guys drive i parked out the front he can he can come in my car but there may not be space for all of us
4: uh yeah we're all at the front let's let's go yeah. that. let's go that way sounds good
0: all right you guys make your
1: way out of bookies towards the front door little master you want to do anything else did i didn't slap him did i yeah you can slap him yeah all right. You slap him. He doesn't yes. He doesn't wake up. Ah, okay. It was worth a shot. Uh, let's just... I'm going to roll an intel check for Thunder Gunk here. Ah, uh, 17. Hey, little mouse Do you think he's got uh, any stims or something on him to wake him up? I don't want to just leave him here.
5: Um, I don't know. I mean, I can have a look through his stuff.
1: All right. Uh, roll a perception check. Actually, no. Roll an investigation check with inv- advantage.
5: Ugh. Um, 12.
1: You find... Where it does Cortain Is it in Cortain's inventory? I'm pretty sure he has one left. Yep. Okay. <laughs> there is a... Basically like a tube with a little cap on it. It's a it's a stim. You've seen them before. It basically, it's like an adrenaline shot.
5: Um, I take it and I administer the adrenaline into his heart. Like, is it a... You cannot reach it. Is it, it <laughs> like a Sean Connery... The Rock scenario, or the only space
1: on the only skin you can see is Cortain's neck, the front of his neck, and his face. Okay, otherwise, he's covered in a
5: basically like a power armor
4: straight in um, his, to his eyeball. All right.
5: Can <laughs> I just like just all right, gently into like his neck? Yep,
1: um, it was what it wasn't one of the page longleaf stems, which were. Would give you healing dice. It heals you for two, I oh believe, really, two d6, and you get an extra d4 temporary hit points. I think it was. Mm-hmm. So heal up that. Yeah. And as he jabs you with it, this adrenaline pumps through you, and you kick awake. You know, like when you um when you when you wake up and you've dreamed about falling and your leg kind of goes up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what just happened to you.
2: Okay, cool. I wake up looking around, um, looking around very anxious and kind of... Like when you wake up from a nightmare, what do I see?
1: Little Moss is standing over you, Thunder Gunk with his sort of dull, tealish skin, his black hair and his Ray-Ban type of glasses looking down and he's like, Cortain, are you awake?
2: Yeah, what's... What's... What's, what, what's going on? What happened?
5: I slapped you and you didn't wake up. The, um... The...
2: half
1: Other guy and... Spigs are taking Gage out of here. They're saying that they're going to take him to some medical facility. I don't know where it is. I'm... I'm going to get out of here, man. I just wanted to make sure you're okay because... You're one of my best mercs. I can't just leave you behind.
2: Thanks, Thundergump. Why... Little Moss, why... Why is that half... Why is that... Is he? Wait, he's not a half orc, is he? Is he full orc? Brax. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a half orc. Yeah. What? What are we doing with that half orc? What? I thought I thought I killed him.
5: I mean, your guess really is as good as mine. Um, you know, I've been conscious slightly longer than you have, but as to <laughs> what we intend to do with him, I, I mean, I feel like it's open for discussion at this point. I think we should conference.
1: We're going to cut to Brax and Spigs. You guys are pushing out of the reception doors into the streets of Darkhaven, out of the bookies. There are various cars parked along the street and the big, massive, tall buildings above you with all the cables and fire escapes, neon signs hanging off of them, the plumes of steam rising up. The whole street is a rainbow of lights Though, it still seems dark and dank and dreary because this isn't the nicest part of Darkhaven. And Darkhaven is definitely not the nicest part of New Etica. Brax points towards a larger black SUV
0: across the street. And he says, Come on. I'll drive. I know where I'm going. You should should probably just hold my... My jacket over his wound. We don't want him to bleed out in the back of the SUV. And he makes his way
1: across the road.
4: His car's across the road?
1: Yeah, his car's across the road. Yeah. As he gets over there, he sort of motions towards the car and he goes, bloop, bloop. You see the orange lights flicker on the side of it. And he opens up the back door and you both put Gage inside. As Brax opens the front door, or the, or the driver's side door sits in and presses the ignition, the SUV rumbles to life. And we will cut back to Little Moss and Cortain. In the bookies, bodies everywhere. Yep. Cortain is just getting to his feet. Thundergunk has made his way out of the this room. Um, he basically said, "I'm out of here," and he started
5: to bail. So, like I was saying, like you know, do you feel like we should su- create a <laughs> subcommittee or on on what what <laughs> on what we should do next,
1: or like, should we just act? The other hostages in the room. I think there was two more hostages. They um, they're looking really awkward. They've got cuts all over them. They're like shivering, um, and they like watching you guys really oddly. They sort of. <laughs> uh, one of the guys is like,
2: "Hey, can I leave?" Uh, any of them from the Edict of Hold on, we haven't we yeah. haven't voted. Um, oh. No, he's just a, he's just a random guy. Yeah, those other two guys were shot, weren't they? Yeah. Do
5: we have corn?
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> we should we should let these hostages go but if they need um, i can give them some first aid if they need it
1: um i i, I vote to leave can, can can we go
2: And the other guys like
1: yeah it's so like are you guys members c- can, can, or... can, can we can we go members i'm i'm okay i got a couple of cuts but uh i'm fine uh uh bye and he the other guy just so they they're, they're just like out. bodies
2: around us or something the other
1: the other guy at the door is like uh, uh-huh. okay <laughs> uh, th- thanks well they
2: were lovely and he leaves too. So where, where are, taking, where are they taking? Where they taking Gage?
5: Hmm? I don't know. They said something like, oh, "Blah blah blah, hospital." Would something.
2: I? Would, would Cortain know
5: where the nearest hospital is?
2: Yeah, you would know where
1: the
5: Next nearest one. hospital is for sure. I only
1: said... <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep in mind this place has some sort of shielding, so you can't call out. There was some sort of maybe something that they're maybe the technomage putting the reason you guys couldn't. Um, Call in, or Thundergunk couldn't call out properly. It's because there was like a, a dampening field of sorts.
2: Yes, I will. I will try anyway, though, thinking that perhaps if the um, Technomage left, then that might be might be all clear. So I will try to call. I'll try to call Spigs.
1: You try to call him through your helmet as it all sort of comes back on. And you just get in your vision you just get this thing that says no signal.
5: Beep beep.
2: Okay. Um well, did you wanna go we should go after them, little moss.
5: <sighs> fine.
2: But should we see what we can find out about the uh this new this new gang? See if any of yeah. any yeah, these see if these boneheads have any have any information on them. Or even the yeah.
5: in the members. So should we scour their remains? Yeah. Their you stuff, can do that if you like. Their pockets.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Let's do that. Alright. Um who would like to take the lead? I will give them an advantage on an investigation check.
5: Ah, uh, that's more your thing, dude. You do it. I I will try. Alright. Roll with advantage.
2: As little monsters oh, help you look around. I, I rolled a one, but with advantage, that's an eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you go to try and try you going to try and like check their jacket pockets, but your big mechanical armoured fingers don't quite fit in them properly. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you guys don't find anything of note. Like, you find some extra <sighs> ammo cartridges for their um, submachine guns and rifles and such. Um, and, yeah. a, you know, a, da- a dagger here, a short sword there, um, a phone or, or a communicator that's completely smashed, like there's a bullet through it.
4: Um. Isn't it? Isn't there, isn't there a part where they pull out this big like map with like all the henchmen locations? Like, what's this? Oh, just garbage. And they throw it. Yeah.
5: <laughs> one of It's like confidential. That can't be important. Also, treasure, <laughs> and they like throw it in the bin.
2: <laughs> yeah. Should we? Uh... I don't know. Should we grab one of these uniforms just in case we need it in the future?
5: Yeah, I love dress ups. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you grab it. Alright Okay I'll get that Extra You large. can there, there was
1: an orc In there So you can Pull off his um, His large Bonehead Helmet thing It's not exactly the same As the other ones um, But you can take that Definitely And his Red letterman jacket With That's hood It's white arms and The um, Ammo pouches And stuff In the inside and you you basically get that for free. You can add that to your inventory. It's bloody and it's got some bullet and slash holes in it. But it's still it wearable. And we will cut back to the others in the car. And the car now takes off down the street. The engine rumbling. Sounds like a um, pretty formidable vehicle. Spigs, as you're listening to the engine. Um, and you can still hear it through the... Through, in the cabin. So... It's got a pretty big engine on it. And Brax is speeding through the streets... Weaving through traffic. He... Fuck yeah. Rolled advantage on his driving check... Because he's a very good driver. And he got a 20 and a 17. There's a point where there's all of this traffic. He holds the horn down and drives onto... uh, Into like like a little market area. And all these people start running... And he sort of like speeds through... Pulls the handbrake and drifts the car around um, oh, like a little stall, missing all the people. Swerves back onto the road around the traffic jam. He then pulls out of his, um, his vest that he's got on. He pulls out his cigar, lights it as, he's, um, as he turns back onto the street. Lights his cigar, keeps it in the corner of his mouth. Fixes the rear vision mirror looking at Spiggs and he asks, How's he
0: doing?
4: Wait, wait a second. Uh, Are you... You're Brax? Yeah. Uh... What... I didn't know it was you.
0: You didn't recognize me inside the bookies?
4: No, you didn't have the cigar in your mouth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He actually laughs. Like, he he verbally laughs. And you see him, like, almost facepalm a little bit. And he says, I don't know if you're
0: the worst mercenary I've ever met. (laughs) Or if you're just the funniest one. Focusing back on the road, he continues driving. So,
5: can't it, can't it be both? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he uh, he
1: says to Spigs, after they weave through some more traffics, Not far now.
0: We've got to go into Central District.
4: What, why don't you just... Why are you helping us? Why don't you just, just kill us?
0: Well, I was thinking about it, but Gage here, he saved my life back there. I'm going to repay the debt. You see, but the quicker I get him to the medical facility, the quicker our debt is paid, and the quicker I'm done with you people.
4: So, you drop us off the hospital, and then you kill us?
0: It's not (laughs) really a regular hospital. It's a medical facility of sorts. (laughs) Very high tech. They'll be able to help
5: him. It's more of a vet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's got a broken leg. Gotta put him down. (laughs) He's <laughs> like a horse. Yeah. So
1: yeah, as you speed through the streets, you see in the distance this tall tower, and through the um, through the alleyways and the and the cracks between buildings, the spaces between buildings, you see a big blue sign at the top of this tower. Brax says, "There it is," and the sign says. EXOcast, that's E-X-O-K-A-S-T, and we will cut back to the other two guys at the bookies. Have you guys left it yet, or are you still in there?
5: Uh, we've left. Uh, yeah, no, we're on our way. All right, yeah, you
1: head so out, out into gonna the, go the
2: streets. are going to go closest hospital.
1: As you head out into the streets, um, Little Moss and Cortain, you both see in your AR, on your glasses or your helmet, you see that there is now a signal.
2: Oh, cool. So well then, let's let's call let's call Spigs. Sprigs? Um,
1: <laughs> Spigs, <laughs> your um, your communicator is calling.
4: Uh, Spigs, answers it. Who? Uh, Where are you, Spigs? You okay? Who's this?
1: You know who it is. It says who it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just trolling.
5: Who <laughs> <laughs> new phone? Uh-huh. Who
4: this? Uh, I'm not sure we might uh, we might we might need help. Uh uh Brax has maybe kidnapped kidnapped us. I didn't know who he was until he put the cigar in his mouth. You <laughs> maybe we may be gonna die. Where are you? We, How's Gate? I'm in his I'm in his car. We're going we're going to the to the uh, the special hospital. You know? The dumping ground <laughs> What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm all confused.
2: Just send me your address. Send me your, your, your position. Just ping me.
4: Look, it's eight milliseconds. There you go. Eight milliseconds.
1: All right, you get a GPS location eight milliseconds later. Uh, you see Spigs has tagged himself, and they're driving towards... Uh, or Actually, they're now in the Central District, which is um, basically... Like a social echelon above people from Darkhaven. It's, um, that's basically where a lot of the corporate buildings are. Like, there are some corporate buildings in Darkhaven, but they're smaller businesses. Central District is where, like, the mega corps are. And you guys don't often go there. Uh, this place is not, I wouldn't say heavily policed, but there are, or there is a bigger um security private security and police force there usually run by the various mega corporations not so much the city police um they still exist there in their ho- in their hover cars and their speeders and stuff flying around um but their presence isn't as big as the private security so um it can be pretty dangerous if you cross the wrong megacorp
2: now, would it be weird for me to turn up in a giant power armor suit?
1: Uh, you're a merc, so most likely not.
2: Oh, cool.
0: That's yeah.
1: Awesome. Unless you, like, you know, smash into a megacorps front lobby and that would be weird to them. They'd probably shoot back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like I'll just be walking around and they'll be like,
1: freeze! Nah, people will look at you and might question you, but... um. You're not gonna just get arrested for walking around in it. Cool.
4: The only the only real difference is you're allowed to walk through a drive-through in power. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> for safety reasons, you're allowed to. Um, oh. Now I believe you guys all drove to the bookies in Sp- Spigs's car and Spigs's truck and someone else's.
4: Yeah, and um... I think there was three. There was because both myself. And I think Jeff went round the back in other vehicles. Unless oh, when I dropped them off, did I drop them off? Oh yes, yeah. Sp- yeah. Gage did leave
1: his car around the corner with spigss
2: I I don't know if we're gonna be able to we're gonna be able to nick their rides. Should we just get a taxi?
5: Yeah. Can we get that guy we had when that guy that dropped us at the library? He was very accommodating. Do you, you have his number? No. We, is it, isn't there an app? <laughs> what? There's got to be a future app for well, this. You know, you'd know, not me. You know it. Um, it's called um, the the service is called Uber <laughs> Bond.
1: <laughs> no, that's the icy pole. It was called. Uh, it was called, called Maxi, wasn't it? No, well, Maxi Bon. No, it was Uber
5: Bond.
1: Yeah, but that was the ice cream. But the Maxi, yeah. the cab service was called. Oh, it was Maxi Cab. <laughs> Maxi. Cab yeah. was a Maxi Cab. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay. Can I can I request it on
1: the Maxi app? Um, there is a few people working tonight, but as you scroll through a list of drivers. The that gentleman that that hobgoblin that drove you to the library yeah, and that you guys um, did a medicine check on to make sure that his lump wasn't
5: going to be anything too bad. He's not on the list. Uh maybe he, he died from the lump. <laughs> 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 we did we did we did him a disservice. Yeah. All right, we're, well let's just get the nearest
1: guy. All right, you guys wait like maybe a minute. It's forty six seconds. Um, and a, oh, what was it called? What was the comp There was actually a company that they used, uh, sunset. It was sunset cabs. Yeah. So you order the cab through maxi cabs. It's an app and a, a sunset cab rocks up in the front seat. There is a, um, uh, halfling, you know, see halflings often they're sort of rare. He's sitting in there and he's like, "Oi, boys
2: get in.
5: I don't know if we should trust him. I don't see many of his kind around.
2: <laughs> I say let's get in and if any any funny business happens I reckon we can take him. Oh Yeah, fair fair call. You're a huge fella.
1: And he says it to Cortain and then looks at Moss and he's like You're both huge fellas Oh alright. Try and fit I guess. Just take us the
2: this address and then I tell him the address.
1: Alright. You both squeeze into this taxi. It's a ground car. It's not a hover car. And so the back of it is riding along the ground. And as the car drives off, we see the side side profile of it. And the front of the taxi is like pretty high. The back of it, the actual plastic bumper bar is scraping along the ground. And we will cut to Spigs, Brax, and Gage. We see these massive buildings stretching up to the sky. And now as you drove around this side of this skyscraper, you see that there's a high wall with like, um, what's it called? Barbed wire wrapping around the top of it. And you see this massive Goliath screen. There are changing pictures on it. Medical equipment, happy people, patients in, in bed the smile at the screen, a man with a cybernetic arm throwing a baseball to his son who catches it in a in a leather glove, and two words that are static as the pictures and the videos are playing in the background. And a voice comes out of the screen. And the two words are Exocast Industries. And as the voice says it, it's basically it says ExoCast. And then it starts to list off some of the things that they, they make. And some of the initiatives that they have. And you skirt the building. And you get around to this large loading dock area. And there's this huge rolling gate that rolls left to right. And you see walking around outside and inside this area that you're, you're seeing right now. There are these heavily armed security officers. And as you pull up to the front gates, they put out a hand and point rifles at the car. Now Brax jumps out and walks towards the gate. And a security guard points his rifle at Brax saying,
0: Don't come any closer! This facility is private property! Brax yells out, Authentication 3 one bravo tanga delta 5 echo delta north delta The guard replies,
1: Yes, sir, open these gates!
0: A guard in the control booth, just
1: sort of behind the gate, stands up and he taps on this big screen. Brax points at the car and he says, We've got injured and I need a medical
0: room prepared
1: now. If he dies, you die! And he pokes the security guard in the chest and he sort of stumbles back and the security guard nods. And you see this blue sign above this loading dock area that says Exocast Industries Central District Medical Facility. And as the gates open, Brax runs back to the car, gets in the SUV, takes it out of park, drives all the way up to the loading dock. He gets out and he opens the door and he says, it shouldn't be too long. The security team, like one of the guys, runs inside these big double doors. And moments later, this taxi rocks up. Just as you, Spigs, notice these people pushing through this big double door and out of the taxi you see Little Musk climb out and Cortain in his big armour climb out and the taxi driver is um, he's holding his hands up, this little halfling as security forces are pointing their guns at um, every, at the taxi and the people around it.
2: I tell them that we're with those people, I
0: point over to...
2: The security guard says, Sir! Brax
1: looks around and he says, They're
0: fine unless they cause any trouble. Don't harm them.
1: Spigs and the rest of you guys, you see people coming out of these double doors and they're like a medical response team. They've got these goggles. They've got some sort of AR in it. You can see like this shining light in them. They've got like rebreathers complete white outfits, aprons, that sort of thing, uh, hairnets and Brax turns towards you guys and says You may all
0: come if you wish. You don't trust me. That's fine. I don't blame you. But I owe a life debt to the Lieutenant Detective Gage here. The sooner I pay it back the sooner my honour will be at peace. So come or stay. I don't give a fuck. Then this um, behind this medical team
1: you see um, they're like they're pushing like a gurney, um, like a, basically like a, a bed thing with this plastic covering on it. Um, they come over to the car.
4: Hold on, as they're like they open the door. Like Spigs is still inside the vehicle and on the back seat, like next to next to Gage. Yep. And they, when they open the door, they see Spigs leaning back, holding a Thunderfire can, like with like fear in his eyes, going, "You won't take him." You won't take us. He's not gonna kill us, sir. Please, we're we're just we're just here to help.
1: Uh, we promise. Please put the weapon down. Brax says. I don't, I don't, I don't care what, no, what no, Brax
0: I want to say
5: this I,
4: I don't care what Brax is paid. You're not you're not taking my
1: friend's life. We're not gonna we're not gonna take his life. We're we're we're, we're a medical facility. We're gonna help him. We promise. I promise you. I'm a doctor. My 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 first and only authority is to save and protect. Not to harm, I promise you, sir, I promise you. Please, put the weapon down, please put the weapon down. Brax says, Spigs then, come on. No, I don't. A, a, no. little, time. a little moth and I there. Yeah, you guys are probably like 20 meters from the car at most. Oh, sorry, from, from the situation, I should say.
4: I say, I call out and say, Spigs, let them take him. I think Spigs is like really in shock and he's just not hearing what's going on. And he's just like... Anyone's coming near him, he's going to like open fire. All
1: right. You see Gage shudder again and one of those shock waves emanates out and the car rocks. Um, everyone, well, Spigs and all the people around the car take five force damage. Uh, and, oh, but uh, and... not, not not Cortain or Gage. Sorry, not, say, not Cortain, Gage or Little Moss. You guys are fine. It's just everyone at the SUV.
5: Yep.
2: So all of the,
1: all the doctors and the medical response team, they, like, stumble back and, like, the guy's like, please, sir,
4: let us help him. Spigs, Spigs drops the Thunderfire Cannon and he, like, just unconscious from, like, the damage. He just passes out. The shockwave
1: pushes him and he just drops the Thunder Cannon falls out of the car. Brax grabs him and drags him out of the way and he says, go! And the medical team take Gage out of the car. They lift him up and place him on the hovering gurney. Brax looks over at Cortain and Little Moss and he says, Come on, I'll help Spigs too.
2: I say, I'll help our friend.
1: You've done enough. Brax lets him go and he um, steps back, putting his hands up. He takes the cigar out of his mouth and he like flicks the ash away, puts it back. And he um, looks up towards somebody at the, towards the medical facility and you see this elf in all black, this really perfectly tailored fitted suit. And this elf has parted white hair. He's very pale. He's got a thin white pencil mustache and purple eyes. He nods and says, brax
0: Brax looks back at him and says, Setsuna, we've got to help him." The, uh, the detective here first, and then the dwarf if he needs help. And the elf says,
1: You have my facility at your disposal.
0: What is happening to Gage? He seems to be having some sort of psychic force shock thing in the gadget. Hope he's okay. He will be, I think. I'm Crux, the dimensional demon god, and I'll be seeing you next time, trebler. All
4: right, Love a all All right,
1: thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening, guys.
2: Thanks for listening to our podcast, guys. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, thank you so much. We we appreciate you being here with us in this in this room, um, letting us in your ears. In other occasions, we really like being in people's ears
5: website <laughs> www.beyondthedice.com go there
2: our instagram is also pretty fun and less aggressive than travis <laughs> we take dnd <laughs> rpg and nerd slash geek pics so check it out what, there what at fix? beyond the dice oh okay dick pics <laughs> Okay, cool. definitely Good. said i said no
3: slash geek i did not say dick did i Nah, if we can get away with it, you can you also didn't. find similar things on our <laughs> Facebook page at facebook.com slash btdpod.
4: Oh, you know what's really awesome? As of now, we are now on Spotify. Yeah. Hell yeah, we are. Yeah. Wait, are we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Oh, I didn't see that in the <laughs> outro. Woo! Yeah, Woo! but I'm not sure if you can review on Spotify, or what you should do if you do get a chance to review wherever you are, wherever you're listening, wherever your heart content is. In the, to our podcast, you should put a review, because then others will see it, and others will know the happiness. Yes, and the, the awkwardness. Right
1: when now? um, when we uh, when, <laughs> when, when I look, awkward. when I
4: see a review,
5: which which it warms my heart, it makes me happiness too. Oh, this is amazing! I can't believe this is actually on Spotify. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Also,
4: also, also, if you want. Ask to do some like small things, like you know, maybe Beyond the Dice has its own playlist where we put all our cool music of, that we, we've borrowed slash got the rights for for other people, and make a list, and then you can listen to all the cool vibes.
1: Yeah, if you if you do if you guys do reviews uh, for us and let us know if you want like a Spotify playlist with all the songs and the music that I have. Put in the show, uh, then let us know on a review, and we'll be happy to do so. Well, anyway, friends and cyborgs and hobgoblins and humans and elves and all you people out there, um, have a good evening, and we'll be in your ears—not next Sunday, but this Sunday after.
5: <laughs> Ooh, good
2: night. Bye. People. Bye. No. Uh, all of this is just to make sure I don't screw up Facebook, isn't it? <laughs> no, you can screw something else up, that's fine.
5: Facebook can screw itself okay, up. Okay, so... To our listeners, to you...
4: What? Where's, where's Jeff? Oh, I thought oh, that yeah, was, was... I thought it was, like, yeah, some huge
3: meta bang. thing, like, Gage is dead, and therefore... <laughs> oh. oh, no! <laughs> uh, He's yeah. never coming
1: He's back not yet. Yet. Or is he? We're going to do right, these character let's, sheets. Let's, um, let me start that one again. You're the man, Jeff.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. The <laughs> man, <laughs> All right.